everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I'm your host. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach. Today I'm going to be discussing self-abuse versus self-discipline. Now, I see a lot of people who have been working on themselves, myself included, a lot of my patients who are struggling to grow and to evolve and to become better people. Many times, the relationship that a person has with themselves uh, is abusive, is actually self-destructive. And while it might seem like what they are doing is admirable, and it is to work on yourself and to better yourself, to refine yourself as a human being, and you may even yield great results many times, this relationship that we have with ourselves is in fact quite abusive, quite controlling. And in this podcast, I wanna discuss some of the nuances and the difference between sort of healthy self-discipline and self-control versus self-abuse and self-destruction. So firstly, I'm going to define discipline. Uh, discipline is the practice of making people obey rules or standards of behavior and punishing them when they do not. So this is the actual definition of discipline. And I do think that I'm going to be using discipline a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to be using discipline in the form of controlling yourself or sort of forcing yourself to do certain things uh, with uh, using sort of self-disciplinary or strong disciplinary regimens or exercises to make sure that you get a certain result so that you do something very specific. So to begin as a golden rule, discipline becomes abusive when there is no compassion, understanding, unconditional love, and empathy. The second, there's a lack of empathy and understanding and compassion uh, towards oneself and towards perhaps somebody who you are disciplining, let's say a child. The second it doesn't have those things, it becomes abuse. So if you find yourself being extremely critical on yourself, controlling, uh, let's say mean, you find that this is sort of a default in order to get anything done, uh, regardless of how much you do accomplish, this is a form of self-abuse. The way we treat ourselves is going to mirror the way we were seen early on and treated by our primary caregivers, the culture we were in, those surrounding, or maybe our siblings. Uh, essentially, we take on all those negative mistreatments, all the negative messages, and that becomes sort of the governing element of ourselves. That becomes our inner critic. Our youth included criticism. It lacked love and empathy. Chances are that we are going to treat ourselves in a similar fashion. In addition, if you're raised with a lack of unconditional love as found in narcissistic homes, the child and eventual adult's mind essentially is trained to seek love and approval through accomplishments because their innate authentic self is unloved at that time. Now, because the child is love starved and will really need this unconditional love like oxygen, I see it as an absolute necessity when it comes to a child's growth. The desperate need to get it will cause them to do things to essentially get it at all costs, even if it means engaging in a self-abusive and a rigid disciplinary relationship with oneself. So self-control and excessive self-discipline are usually what we need when we cannot find the intrinsic motivation and passion. So of course, there's a healthy amount of self-control and discipline. However, when we're kind of relying on that to get something done, it's because our inner motivation uh, may be lacking or diminished. So when we are motivated by things outside of ourselves, such as acceptance, love, and approval from the outside world, we end up working much harder and exhaust a ton of energy. Uh, and really the return on investment is simply not worth it because essentially we cannot get those things from the outside world. We have to get them from within. Also, when we are attached to a very specific outcome, when we are living in fear and we are not at peace with who we are, we're not whole, uh, we often become controlling it and end up using a ton of really a lot more energy on a daily basis than let's say if we were living at peace, if we were present, aligned mind, body, and spirit, having faith and trust in the unknown. So when we are the latter, uh, when we surrender uh, our own idea of what we believe life should be like and are able to combine that faith and surrender uh, in the unknown uh, with a compassionate and healthy amount of discipline, a uh, living life on life's terms and not trying to bully people or control people into a specific outcome. Essentially, we use a lot less energy and life becomes a lot more enjoyable and peaceful and we essentially are in what we call the flow. So narcissistic abusers are notoriously extremely 
hard on themselves, critical of themselves, uh, and often they're extremely well disciplined. However, this type of discipline is self-abuse. It's a form of fear uh, of not getting the supply and because they feel constantly needing to reinforce the false self because if they stop reinforcing it or creating it or keeping it in place, then ultimately they're not gonna get their supply and that will be like the death of their existence. At least they feel that way. So this is a form of toxic self-abuse and self-discipline. It's controlling, it lacks compassion, empathy, and ultimately self-awareness. Self-discipline in this instance really is a form of a distraction from one's true self. And essentially, like I said, all the energy is going into maintaining this false self. So while it might seem admirable, you know, somebody who's so disciplined, it's not always a good thing. Sometimes it's actually a form of avoidant uh, because it's not a natural state of being to always uh, be in control and really they cannot surrender their false self, their sort of illusory self and be in the unknown, which again would trigger that shame, that helplessness that the narcissistic abuser is doing whatever they possibly can to avoid. So those who have been abused and have these deep psychological, emotional wounds will have a very hard time doing things such as having faith, trust, letting go. Those things are extremely painful and very terrifying. Because of this, they're usually living in the aforementioned fear-based consciousness and often are very controlling and attached uh, to an outcome. It can be very difficult to be around people who are like this. And if you are like that, you know, oftentimes people around you will complain that you're controlling, but that's because ultimately you don't want to be in the unknown. You want to have predictability. Uh, you want things to be known. And as a result, you become controlling. So it's so vital to develop a healthy discipline and the correct appropriate amount of it. Uh, it's important to balance discipline with self-compassion, empathy, understanding how much is a practical amount of accomplishments, amount of energy to spend on trying to create an outcome or trying to manipulate a situation, uh, ultimately trying to accomplish things that are in one's capabilities and not outside of them. If they're not attuned with what you're even capable of doing, oftentimes that becomes abusive. Uh, without this, we become self-abusive and lack empathy on ourselves and ultimately with those who are around us, with those who we love. It's so important to heal and develop a sense of trust and faith in the unknown, as difficult as this might be. So much of discipline is allowing what is to be. Uh, oftentimes discipline is not a good thing. We wanna take a step back and sort of allow things, stop trying to control things and manipulate an outcome, but surrender to the fact that the universe is guiding you and it knows what is meant to be in your life, what is not meant to be in your life. And really that leads me to the serenity prayer, which I believe sings to this very point. Serenity prayer is God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So when we cannot control something, no amount of discipline will matter. And when we can change something, we only need to tap into the intrinsic motivation that is at our core. Self-control and self-discipline, as I see it, are things that we rely on when our inner motivation is not necessarily there. So finally, it's so vital to become whole and develop inner peace. When a person's at peace with themselves, we can have clarity on what we can and cannot change. We can discern between the two and move in the direction of using our energy to change the things that we can uh, and develop a healthy internal relationship with ourself, with life, and with others that's not controlling, rigid, and cold, however, is smooth in the flow and allowing our higher selves to move us in the direction of our dreams and our highest good. If you find yourself extremely rigid, controlling, and self-abusive, please understand this is very natural for those who have been abused. It's about developing a healthy relationship with oneself, facing that inner critic, pushing back, developing self-acceptance, self-love. And once that's the case, once you're in a relationship with yourself that's loving, compassionate, you will engage with other people in the same way and ultimately manifest healthy relationships. If you are struggling in this way, please do reach out for a free 15-minute consultation to discuss how I can be of service to you on your healing journey. My email is yitzyitz at psychologicalhealingcenter.com. You can reach me by phone, 252-696-4852. It is such an honor to bring you this information today. And until next time, all the very best.